I'm not cool enough for the for this kind of game. Like I'm not a cool what do you mean you're person. Not... Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's yeah, just fine. it feels like these games were designed like specifically designed for cooler people than me, and that like I'm like I'm a poser when I play Jet Set Radio. You know, you're a poser. I mean, just most of the time, Matt. <laughs> I mean, you're you're mostly. I mean, this whole show is a kind of pose for you. I would say. <laughs> Um, but I wouldn't say no. I mean, Jet Grind Radio is for Jet Set Radio. Sorry. Well, well that's gonna Jet, happen. What do we call it? <laughs> what do we call it? Um, I called it Jet Grind Radio when I was a little baby, but right. then later I found out that was wrong. Yeah. Um, Jet Set Radio is for everybody, Matt. Like, just you just have it. You know, yeah. it's not it's not too cool for you. It's inviting you in. It's saying, hey, buddy. Hey, I this game's not way. trying to bully you at all. This yeah. game's trying to. You know, it's trying to hold your hand. Just come do graffiti, except graffiti is a crime. We have to say that. Our lawyers made us. Well, it is a crime, Matt. Um, yeah. Podcasting is a crime. It just as <laughs> graffiti is a crime. Podcasting is a kind is of crime. Is podcasting the new pirate radio? Like, this is this is our Jet Set Radio. Welcome to Jet Set Radio. Welcome to, welcome to Old Gamers Radio with Matt and Hunter. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Let's get, let's rock on, baby. Wow, yes, very cool, Matt. I believe you as a pirate radio uh, station DJ. Uh, but let's play some licensed music that we don't have the rights to and get a DMCA strike now. My babies. Let's go. Welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I'm Matt Martins, and I'm joined with my illustrious co-host, Hunter Donaldson. I am illustrious. This is the definitive ranking of all video games of all time. We're trying to catch up to all the games that have ever been made, and right now, we are diving into Jet Set Radio <laughs> for the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to play Jet Set Radio um really cool game we're i get i think we just got in a dreamcast mood yeah and because sonic adventure was such a, st a little stinker right uh we thought we'd play something fun that would be we would maybe enjoy better yeah well the reality is i busted out my dreamcast to play sonic adventure right i i, I and it just felt like a waste to then just repack it up after like having played some of sonic adventure because uh, i didn't play all of it <laughs> and hunter did i think I think Matt that after to after today's discussion and after our Sonic Adventure discussion, yeah. I want to know. This yeah. is the big this is the big question for today. In what way are you a Sega Dreamcast boy? Like in what way do you actually like this system? Because you only played the as two a, games. As a complete fraud, as a as a poser, like we've already covered. Well then, okay, it just okay, was yes. cool. It was cool. Here the startup sound is great. I owned it. it again, it's just <laughs> I can't by that metric hunter I'm incapable of being a fan of anything because I just mm -mm. didn't I didn't have enough stuff as a kid I, when I had a Game Boy you Advance I stuff. had two Game Boy Advance games when I had a Super Nintendo I had Whoa, three what? Super Nintendo games when I had a Nintendo 64 for the longest time all I had on Nintendo 64 was 1080 snowboarding and cruising USA for like years that's all I had on Nintendo 64 oh my god I grew well, up deprived of gaming again I lived my life at the rental store and I rented games and I got to play them for a couple hours on the weekend. That's how oh, yeah. I game. I mean, we all did that. Yeah. I never owned it... games outside of that. Okay, but sure. That, I mean, but that's fine. So so you played more Dreamcast games than MDK2 and Sonic Adventure? Is that what you're telling a, me? A few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go... I, I, I never got to go crazy because uh, it felt like Dreamcast games weren't hardly available in, uh, in Kansas in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, in in game in uh, video game rental places, they didn't yeah. have Dreamcast games. Cause yeah, it was not a very well supported. The uh, ship was out sinking there. so quickly right. for Sega <laughs> that you couldn't even get a dang rental off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was. Yeah, I, I did not get to play. I had Donald Duck going quackers <laughs> on the Dreamcast. It was you owned sad. that. I did you own that? that. It's what I could oh. get a hold of, man. I played yeah. more. Uh, so I've been borrowing some games from a friend of ours named Chris, uh, and 
discovered that Chris owns the exact same uh, demo disc that I did. I don't know if it came with the Dreamcast or if it, I feel like it came from a magazine, but it was this demo disc with like the first level of a bunch of games like demo discs did back in the day. And so that's, yeah. I played that more than anything. I played the first level of Tomb Raider and the first level of Resident Evil and the first level of Sonic Adventure for a long time before I actually got my own copy of Sonic Adventure and MDK2 and all that stuff. MDK2 was on that demo disc and that's how I learned about that game and wanted to play it so bad. That's interesting. Um, What, like, okay. So as a kid though, what do you think drew you to the Dreamcast? Like what made it it cool? What makes the Dreamcast cool is like what I don't understand. Because I I didn't know anybody else that cared about it. And um, I grew up knowing about the Sega Genesis and I always thought the Sega Genesis was cool. I just never got to get one. Like we already had a Super Nintendo. There was no question that we would get a second video game console. That was like completely absurd. Um, and so I never got to have a Genesis. I had a friend that had a Genesis. And so it's like, I want to play Sega stuff. I want to own the Sega thing. That seems really cool. Like I got to be the only person that I knew that had a Dreamcast basically. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so like my experience was different because my uh my parents just knew that i liked video games and so they just kind of got me video games uh and that's kind of all that i that i wanted from them uh but i had i had kind of a an interesting split where my mom grew up more as a nintendo baby Uh so she was kind of more of a nintendo first thinker because she played the the nes when it came out um and and also played the super nes when it came out she would play it like late into the night uh because she would have trouble sleeping and i remember i would be like a little boy watching my mom play uh, super mario world yeah um but then my uncle and my cousin were hardcore sega nuts mm-hmm. and they just thought that like sega was cool and nintendo was for the stupid little babies right so i would kind of play both sides i would when i was hanging out with my nintendo mom i would be like no it's not for babies it's just good stuff and then <laughs> i would be with the, my sega friends and we would be like all talking smack like those stupid nintendo babies they don't know about nothing <laughs> they don't know about nothing these nintendo babies yeah. well and to, to get on track with the uh, back to jet set radio this game feels like quintessentially cool sega uh i mean oh you, yeah you pull you you see this on the rental aisle or on the on the game shelf at the store and like this is the coolest looking game that exists at the time yeah to me at least i'm pretty sure that's how i found out about it was on a rental shelf yeah. because the cover just everything the attitude of the game pops so hard yeah that you would have to be some kind of monk you'd have to be a cop to not you'd have want to, to be play a, this some game. sort of cop monk <laughs> to walk into a video game rental store and not be just a little bit curious about jet grind radio which is what it would have been labeled as in in the united states at yeah, that time right you'd have to be a cop monk okay so practiced in ignoring pleasures okay <laughs> Because the game just screams, screams this pleasure. will be a pleasurable game. Yeah, uh, it is directed by Masayoshi Kikuchi uh, and artist Ryuta Ueda, who both came from a, a Panzer Dragoon game on the Saturn, I guess. They were, they sort of teamed up on that and then transitioned to the Dreamcast and, and were tasked with making this. And then they got to team up with composer uh, Hideki Naganuma, who, uh, okay, between Ueda and Naganuma, that's like where this game just slams on yeah, every for sure. cylinder art and music is like the the hooks yeah. of this game and they're big big old hooks it's crazy how good jet set radio still looks right now yeah like right in 2022 well, and playing it back to back with sonic adventure like another dreamcast game where we're like the graphic like the cinematics are horrible right like sonic's mouth moves in like the dumbest ways and it's just like unimaginably bad looking Mm-hmm. They, the mouths move the exact same in Jet Set Radio, except it's stylized and it look like it makes it all cooler. Like if you lean into the failings of the hardware of the time, right? If you lean into yeah. your limitations, you can make something that like is future proof. And that's what sure. Jet Set Radio accomplishes. It's it's an execution lesson that yeah. you can take from that, which is don't try to execute to a level you can't achieve. Right. Just do what is achievable so like yeah sonic adventure is for some reason and it's bizarre and i feel like i have a right to say that this is what they're going for i mean check the game if you want yeah what they're going for is lip syncing to the 
to the VO. Right. Like they want to lip sync it. Right. Even though they are failing to do that, I would say 80% of the way. Yeah. Basically. I'd say more. Um, <laughs> 95% so of the way. 95% <laughs> they're not hitting it. Yeah. In Jet Grind Radio, they're not trying to lip sync it. Right. It's just that the characters' mouths flap open their like heads do like in warp games. and wobble and like yeah. do these crazy stylized movements because they're like well we can't make it look like they're actually talking so let's do a completely different thing altogether so let's not even try and hit yes the lip sync right that way that the player understands that we're not going for a lip sync thing we're just going for a stylized look like almost like a comic booky their mouth is moving but i don't know like it's not matching up kind of yeah. thing and it yeah. doesn't matter it's great it works yeah. it, it works, works so much better and the music draws you in so hard like i so the the timer you 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 join into jet set radio let's talk about the game real quickly uh you play as a gang of rollerbladers uh that love graffiti and there's a bunch of gangs in this kind of mock tokyo it's called tokyo toe and there's a bunch of different districts that you're going to do levels in um and the levels start off relatively small and your mm -hmm. goal is to go around and tag a bunch of set marks there's big red arrows that you just got to go hit with a with some spray paint and you end up at the further you get into each level like they call the cops in and now you're running from cops or yeah. sometimes it's like the freaking military like they're they're very serious about graffiti in this city <laughs> yeah 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 they they will basically it's like grand theft auto and you get like six stars very fast yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden the they're tanks sending get called everything in and it's a big yeah. deal there's um, like helicopters it's like very <laughs> over the top it's very goofy um and yeah you're rollerblading you have like special skates that like are powered by batteries or sure. something like that Why there's not? like the vegas notion of world building there it's very uh just kind of fun first kind yeah. of type of uh design i would say right um there's a little bit of tony hawk and that you you do tricks and tricks make you go faster you grind you got right. you can grind on rails um, you can jump and just they just automatically do tricks. They don't even ask you what they what they want to <laughs> right. do. Right? There's no combos. It's just like jump off a rail, do a sweet like foot check thing, and then land yeah, on another yeah. rail. Yeah, it's it really is like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mark Echo's getting up like kind of all together. <laughs> yeah, as 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 one thing. So uh, the the levels have uh, they start off with a pretty generous timer, which is great because honestly, I you. You can just kind of skate around and and chill with this game for a bit and get used to the music and just enjoy listening to the music. Honestly, yeah. there's mm -hmm. uh, there is some. We'll get into this later. I want to talk about the controls later, but suffice it to say, sometimes it's not even your choice that you're sort of like in the level for a while because sometimes it can just be hard to accomplish some of the basic tasks the game puts in front of you. Um, but yeah, the, the levels get more difficult as they go within themselves in terms of like more threats are added to the map and you have to start dodging, uh, the cops or whoever is introduced. Uh, there's like a main detective that runs around, uh, that's kind of a hilarious character that just chases you throughout the streets. Um, there's a really fun enemy at one point, uh, where there's a, there's a guy that has like a, like a Pharaoh mask and yeah. he has a whip and he tries to whip you. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the game is essentially the same thing for most of it. There's, there's certain bits where, uh, you're trying to acquire a new skater to your, um, gang and you have to like repeat their tricks they'll show you like a little like grind here then wall jump off of this and then go through here and you you do a series of those and then there are some levels where you are challenging a, another gang and all you're trying to do is chase them throughout the open level and like spray paint their backs you're trying to stay like right behind them and tag them enough times to where the level finally says you you can be done and that's kind of like the gist of most of the levels of the game yeah, it kind of it kind of goes in between those kind of three types. Um, there's all there's so there's three big like kind of chunky levels, and then there's two like kind of smaller ones um, that they I would say kind of throw at you in such a way as to where they're making a lot out of a little. Yeah. Like if you actually break down how much level there is, there's actually not very much, but they do a really good job of spreading it all out and letting you focus on little parts of it yeah. and then eventually showing you the the bigger bigger chunks uh of levels like it's like it's like imagine uh, a mario 64 level with that level of like openness but it's more segmented yeah um and in one level we might only let you play with one segment right and then another time we might let you play with a different segment you don't even realize these are connected they're right. just they're it's just different segments and then eventually towards the end of the game it's like now play with all the segments connected 
Um, and I really like that structure, honestly. It's it's a really uh, it's a really smart choice they made to take um, the the level design that they had and uh, sort of stretch it out. I recognize it's like a padding thing. It's like a almost corner cutting thing but it's uh it's efficient right um, and compare and that to sonic adventure it. last week which is like hey you're running against the same limitations but instead you like your level design is sort of half-assed and it just like doesn't the padding feels way more like padding whereas this is like let's do little chunks at a time because you need to learn this game and like we'll really spread that out and then we'll bring you back for like a big wow moment when we introduce the whole thing as one and and you've Rather than just dropping you in a giant open area, we've parsed it out where you've learned all of the different beats because you spent, you know, maybe seven minutes inside of just this tiny chunk of it. And right. now once you put all of your brain together, like it's a way to slowly introduce you to the big area. I think it's really, really smart design. I mean, I, I, it doesn't actually even feel like padding at all to me. It feels like a good sort of gradual uh, growth of the game. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have called it padding. It's it's almost like they had, you know, they had all these assets together and instead of like making it like stretching themselves too thin and trying to make too many levels, they're like, "Well, what if we just kind of do this level again with a different flavor and different geometry, yeah. but it still looks the same?" And they did that instead of just making a bunch of different levels with completely different flavors. Right. right. Um they recognized that the geometry was important and that they could sort of like compartmentalize this instead of like, just like, I, now I'm going to make a, I don't know, now I'm going to make a fire level yeah. where you're in a volcano. Like, it, instead of doing that, they kept it all very uh, grounded. Right. And I feel like the whole game is a really good lesson versus Sonic Adventure in how to work within limitations. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I want to, I, I would like to talk about the controls and then I would like to talk about the art and the music last yeah. exclusively so that we don't end on a really rough note. <laughs> we don't end on a rough note. Well, I yeah. mean, it's a rougher note for you than it is for it me. Is, so we're yeah. not on the exact same page there. So for do we sure. want to go ahead and talk about the controls? I do. Um, so within this game, I played it on the Dreamcast. Hunter, you played the um, PC the remaster. PC. But I have, but let me say for the record, I, this is the third time that I've completed this game. And the first two times were on the Dreamcast. Right. Yeah. Um, and the controls aren't that different, um, it seems like. Or at least you're able to play with the Dreamcast-style controls, and you did. <laughs> well, hilariously, <laughs> Matt, you said that the PC controls are better because the 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 other analog stick you can use to control the camera. And because I've played this game so many times, I never thought once <laughs> to, to do, use to that. that. <laughs> and so I don't think I actually got any... Um, I mean, I'm sure there might be other... Like, there might be some polishing they did with the PC controls that I did not detect. Mm. But it actually felt like exactly the same game I remember, warts and all, right. when it comes to controls. So um, there's a thing going on for some reason on the Dreamcast where they are just terrified of using the whole controller basically if anything you can look at a dreamcast controller and be like wow that looks exactly like an xbox controller like that's just like an, especially an original duke xbox controller the dreamcast controller is like, well there's no second stick though right there's, there's just no the second one. stick and that's like yeah. the only thing we're lacking and i guess like that black and white button but like the the core is there right and we have four face buttons just like on a snes or what on anything but boy how do you do they refuse to use all of the buttons in any of these games. Yeah. Um, so this one is, you know, you've got one trigger to sort of add momentum, you know, to boost yourself a bit, which right. that's a little bit finicky. It's on a, your boost is on a cooldown timer that isn't um, visualized in any meaningful way, which means you're kind of like, I would always find myself kind of like spamming or just holding it down, waiting for my character to maybe speed up. Um, so that part would, is like an incredibly minor nitpick. The bigger no wait, but can I stop you right yeah. there? Can I stop you right there? Yeah, because this is just something. So what you're gonna have to realize, listener, is that I mean you should probably just listen to Matt's take on this because I've just learned this game. Yeah. Um. And well, maybe for me you can take that. You can regardless learn of whatever. It. You can learn how to play this game. And for me, even that what you have right there about the boost, it's like no, nah, it's just a rhythm, and you just kind of yeah. learn that rhythm. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's not a very complicated rhythm, but I mean, yeah, you're correct. There is no, there is no visualization for the boost. I don't think it necessarily needed one. Yeah. But again, this is someone that's been playing this game their whole life. Right. 
Um, so then the other big thing is, uh, you, you know, the grinding all happens happens automatically, and it's very generous. Apparently, that's the theme with rollerblading games is, hey, you got to, like, stick to the rail. Um, Solar Ash was, like, the same way. You could be, like, 100 miles away, and you'd still stick to that thing. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. So um, that's very easy, but the camera is essentially a left trigger hit to reset and like recenter yourself and really i mean that only has a meaning if you like stop turn around and then reset your camera the problem is that same trigger is also your graffiti button what you press to spray some graffiti and the mechanics within the graffiti there's two kinds there's ones where you just have to hit it once and you want you you race past and if you've ever played jet set radio future the sequel on xbox that's like how the whole game is that's the good one where you're just like i'm moving and i'm spraying and i'm going the other one is you stop you do your initial spray, and then you're given these prompts to, like, move your joystick like this. You go down, and then do a swoop from the up to the left or whatever. Like, there's there's all this little swooping things. And that, I don't have anything against that, but it does, like, interrupt the flow of skating around, kind of. And especially when you get into uh, later portions of levels when, like, there's cops chasing you. It can be really annoying to have, like one big billboard to have to spray and it's like all right, i have to do this in like small chunks because the cops keep catching up to me and i have to jump away and come back and do it again to get the cops off of me and and yeah. it, it gets a little annoying real quick counterpoint that's awesome actually you said it like it was bad but actually what you described is i think a good thing well, in the game I, I, and i will say too what you slowly learn through like failed attempts or whatever is like okay let me race around the world and find the big ones first so that i can not oh. like there's some strategy to it too of like oh, let i don't me, like that no that's what i had to do because i i especially levels where there's like helicopters that you can't reach and spray those things will yeah. just knock you out easy and so it's like it became a bigger thing of like i can't stand still i have to finish this level in a non-stop kind of flow state um but the bigger thing is like every time you do like even a single spray the camera like whips around to show you what you're spraying and then it whips back and it just always if i wasn't grinding which is like on a locked trajectory if i was just skating around it would throw me off i'd run into the wall um especially when you're doing like the the chase levels where you're chasing the alternate squad and your goal is to like spray each of them a lot you end up spamming that button and it like half does the spray and half does the camera so your camera's like doing this crazy jerky motion because you're like just trying to spam the spray button that is also your camera reset button it just all feels really junk uh like janky to me i to the point where we were on a tight window to finish this game and i didn't finish it like i, I got about halfway through this uh... game because it, i know yeah i didn't i didn't finish it i would like to i still want to keep playing it except for like i really don't end up enjoying myself that much in the actual gameplay of this game because of how much I'm constantly wrestling with the controls, constantly wrestling with, like, trying to get to a specific area. There's one level where, like, the only way you can get from the area you're in to the area you have to go to next is to, like, land on this very specific grind rail. And sometimes those incredibly precise things, like, just wouldn't work out for me. I couldn't get the right momentum and speed to get to where I needed to go. I I just found it really, really frustrating, despite constantly being hooked by the style constantly being hooked by everything else and wanting to like be in it but like yelling at my tv because i can't get my guy my character to just do what i want him to do matt if you if you tell the listeners that you were yelling at your tv i think it's fair to say that the listeners should not should take that with uh, a grain of salt (laughs) it's not that big of a deal if you yell at the tv right like i don't even think you should be telling the audience that you're yelling (laughs) at the tv because that means that's meaningless yeah for all we know, you games. were yelling at the TV because you liked it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, Matt, you should not be telling the audience that type of response you're having to the game unless you break the TV. <laughs> like, if you act, if you get up and just smash your hand through the TV glass yeah, yeah. and break it and get in your fist is all bloody, then I want, I not, in that, if you do that, then send me the picture, you know what I mean, of your <laughs> bloody fist. And I'll be like, oh, Matt really didn't like this one. This was actually there's games you love game. right. that you yell, that you hate with your whole heart, For that sure. you use your anger and rage at yep. and rage out. And you're actually having a good time. So yep. I would say it doesn't feel to me like you really got angry enough at this one. Like, no, nice I think try. that's true. I think that's true. Nice try. Um, also, I would say that, you know, all, all of your complaints about the controls, I'm not going to like those are all things that exist. But I would I would totally believe well i would totally believe it because i am that person that like 
this is a level of jank that is adjustable to. It's not that mm-hmm. hard to get past some of these things. Yeah. Um, I played the entire, this time I played the entire game in, and I've seen this echoed on the internet because I was looking at like people just talking about this game uh, for some reason, like not, not reviews, just like normal folk yeah. talking about how they feel about this game. And somebody said something really interesting um, that I completely agree with, which is that Jet Set Radio is a game that can be frustrating to learn, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to master it, it feels it 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 has a, a a sense of feel that is actually good. Right. It's just that you have to get past uh, the jankiness yeah. uh, of it. Um, but so I just want to say, like, as as the listener, like, don't be just put off by the idea that, like, oh, it's janky. Like, also, you can get past the right, jank right. and enjoy the game underneath. Now, would it be better if the game just wasn't janky at all? Well, yes, of course. But it was also made when it was made, you right, know? Right. And use those opening areas. The opening levels are really small areas, and you have a huge amount of time. So, like don't feel like you have to rush through the objectives <laughs> like take your time learning the controls and learning the environments like that that's the other way to get around that problem right is like you do not have to sprint for the finish line the timer is not that close later on you will have to be better at the game so so you need to like acquire those skills early on and you have the time in within the levels to do that so I think that would be like my big suggestion to people wanting to get into this game and, and having the same struggles as me is like, well, don't I this is another situation where I'm trying to rush through the game and I'm getting frustrated because I'm finding hiccups that are preventing me from being able to finish the game on time. And that's not a fair uh, approach to the game, right? That's not the game's fault. That's me not having the patience to give the game time to get inside my head. Counterpoint game took me 4.6 hours. Yeah, it's not complete. a long game regardless. It's not a long game. No. Um, now that's me who has played the game a lot, but also as far as getting to know the levels, also remember that there is, you know, there's your map. You just pull your map up. Yeah, map exactly. tells you where to go. Right. It's, it's pretty, uh, you should never really be getting lost. Although no. I think there's maybe a couple spray places where on the map it's labeled in such a way to where it can be hard to figure out where they're telling you that. And I mean, every once in a while there's like, like a simple. secret transit. There was one level in particular where it took me a minute to figure out where it was wanting me to go and then I found like the smallest little symbol of like, hey look, there's like a secret tunnel right here that gets you from one area to the next. It's like, oh yeah. dang it. Okay, I played the level like once or twice before realizing that. Which is not, that's not even a complaint. That's like, a, oh, I just didn't find the little like secret entrance. No big deal. I, I found it now. Level is easy. So yeah, I, 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 none of the jank is something that makes me so frustrated with the game that it's like this is unplayable it's like it's clearly just me bumping my head up against it you know what i mean it it makes it less pleasurable for me but i'm it's not something i'm really knocking against the game because the game is doing so many things correctly that it's like it's this isn't incompetence on their part it's incompetence on my part yeah yeah um matt before we get into talking about the art and the music um and trying to end on a positive with this discussion um, I just want to introduce you to a new segment uh, okay. that we're starting right now. Um, it's called Matt's Frustration Ranking. <laughs> okay, so Matt, um, of all the games that we've covered, um, I would like a quick top three mm-hmm. ranked by frustration that you felt. and Because I, I want to know if Jet Set Radio makes the cut of being in the top three. And I would like to maybe keep track of this as we go. Every time we play a frustrating game, yeah. Matt changes the top three okay. if, it, if they if it makes it. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. is your top three? Uh, for sure, Halo games. 2 goes in there. Halo 2 is so gall-darned uh, frustrating. Gall-darned. Yeah. It was frustrating. Yeah. Those um, boss fights, man. Super, super annoying. Uh, I would throw Mass Effect 1 in there. As a frustrating mm. game, I get I get pretty mad at Mass Effect One, and I would probably say Jet Set Radio is. I'm just looking at everything in terms of frustration. There's other there's like other complaints yeah, with other yeah. games, but actual Matt getting there, sitting and and like Katie's in the kitchen and she's like Matt, why? What are you mad at? I'm just like this video game, those kitchen. things, the the number <laughs> the number of times Katie <laughs> or uh, Molly look at me because I'm yelling at the TV. I think Jet Set Radio is in those top three. Ranking those three, uh, it is probably it's probably Halo Two, then Jet Set Radio, and then Mass Effect One. All right, there you have it. That was our first Matt's 
Frustration Rankings. <clears throat> Fun new segment that I'm excited it. about. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's shake off all the controls are frustrating thing. Yes. Who needs controls? Games are not games. Games are things. They're art artifacts meant to be put up in museums and just enjoyed by people. <laughs> if So what? You can't play Jet Set Radio. Watch some pro play it and just admire the art and the music. That's yes. all we're suggesting you do. We're not suggesting you go play this game. How are you even going to do that? Buy it on Steam? Okay, fair enough. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know how you're going to play it on Dreamcast. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to go find tough. one of those. I've actually got a copy here that I didn't even remember that I had. <laughs> but you don't have the I Dreamcast there, right? You just have the disc. I have no Dreamcast. That's funny. But I found... Actually, do you want to hear what my Dreamcast collection is? Yeah, I do. Um, okay, so I have Grandia 2. Cool. JRPG. Um, probably the second best JRPG on the Dreamcast after Skies of Arcadia. I have Jet Grind Radio. Uh, which is what it's called here, okay? Yep, sure. This, I didn't, you know. MDK2, that's for you, bud. Why do you have that? I, because my best friend in the world is one of his favorite games, <laughs> and that's how I live my life. Um, Power Stone 2, great game. Wow, hey, pretty and, penny right there. And then probably the best Dreamcast game of all time, Soul Calibur. Heck yeah, man. The that's soul a- still burns. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the art and the music of this Wait, wait, game. can I say my Dreamcast collection really quick? Really, yes. really, really fast? Yes. MDK2, Sonic Adventure, Space Channel 5. That's it. That's all I still That's have anymore. That's all you I have. So- <laughs> well, well, hey, I had more, but when I was in Portland, I sold off uh, an incredibly depressing amount of my video games uh, because yep. I thought I was done. I thought I was done being a game collector, and it was wasting you thought shelf you were space. Out. Yep. And, and then we started this show, and in. I'm like yeah. super back in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's just a good PSA. Uh, do not sell old video games for any reason. Yeah. It's not worth it. God. Keep all old games forever, especially four or five years ago. Because boy, howdy, did the market explode in the last two years? Now would be the time to sell your video games. You can get four hundred dollars nope. for Earthbound. That's dumb. Nope. That's completely hold stupid. on to them. No, no, no. Yeah, hold on. It's to them only going to get worse, y'all. It is. If if, if, if you're talking about investment wise, well, you should hold on to them because they're priceless. They're, they're not priceless gems. Exactly. They're right. rubies. They're jewels. But if you're thinking about, you know, maybe kind of surfboarding your life on your old video game collection and then like as you're on your way out, maybe selling them all, I think that's a, maybe that's how you do it. Yeah. But also, like, wouldn't it be cooler if you gave them away as gifts, if you bequeathed them to somebody else and then they yep. sell them secretly after you've passed? Give them to an cool. eight-year-old. Give them to an eight-year-old who doesn't know how to sell them and make them play your old or, or how to play them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you I imagine don't have a tube TV. I don't have, my TV doesn't have the inputs for this console. Literally, some of these consoles are unplayable and they're selling them for annoying amounts of money when it's like, you can't use this thing on modern devices. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. We need to start a Patreon for this show because... We uh, have to in order to emulate <laughs> yeah in order to emulate properly uh it's uh, oh my god it costs a lot yeah. of money yeah. i mean obviously it doesn't cost anything to emulate on your pc but that's not the same thing yeah. some of us want these games to feel like they felt back exactly. then and man that's hard yeah. that is not an easy ask huh yeah real yeah, you gotta you gotta hire professionals to to literally program and build chips for you so it's a nightmare yeah. and a half yeah Let's talk about the beautiful art and music of this video game because yes. I'm obsessed with it and always have been. Yes. So I think so. Matt, you're a big Jet Set Radio Future uh, yes. boy. Yeah. You like Jet Ra- Jet Set Radio Future on the Xbox. I have not played it. Sadly, yeah. um, it was part of that like Dreamcast Two era of Xbox where they were absorb. They were trying to break in to the Japanese gaming market. Right. Um, and they, you know, the, there was a Panzer Dragoon game. Well, what's hilarious a about lot that of too? Sega stuff. Learning about Jet Crane Radio, they marketed. They, they actually, it wasn't less about Xbox trying to get into the uh, Japanese market, and Jet Grind Radio sold better than Jet Set Radio. This game was better in the American market, so they put it on the Xbox console because that's where they assumed it would do well. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I just mean that in the early Xbox era, yes, there's a lot. They of were kind of absorbing echoes. a lot of the, a lot of the the leftovers from uh, the Dreamcast, basically. Sega was not willing to right away completely jump ship over to Nintendo and start working with their old enemy. Um, And for some reason, didn't also specifically... It's just that Xbox was hungry for 
you know, new new stuff and also old stuff that things in running franchises, which is why I think Jet Set Radio Future happened. And it's also why Panzer Dragoon Orta happened. Yeah, uh, there was that Otogi game. There was a lot of stuff. Um, Metal Wolf Chaos, a lot of stuff uh, that was definitely Xbox trying to be cool. Um, Xbox was Dreamcast 2. I I definitely (laughs) agree with that narrative. So this game comes out and it looks beautiful. I think that Jet Set Radio Future doesn't look as beautiful as this like yellow filter. Yeah. But it definitely looks like Jet Set Radio Future controls an order of magnitude better. I will hand you that. Yeah. I'll hand you and, that one. And I would argue like better level design. And like, I think across the board, they learned lessons from Jet Set Radio and just made everything better in future, um, aside from the kind of ugly filter. But honestly, the art is still awesome. It's just got a goofy yellow filter on it. But like, I, if they're, man, some, if, if they could release Jet Set Radio Future on PC and then someone could release a PC mod that uh, to Dreamcast colors it, it to Dreamcast yeah. it, it would be like, a, such a killer game and i guess that's what that, that upcoming uh spiritual successor is essentially gonna be right yeah uh what is it called bomb rush Cyberfunk. this is the spiritual successor to to jet set radio very excited for that game just yeah throw that with, out there with composer hideki Naga, naganuma yeah um will be back uh so yeah the music will be uh insane speaking of music jet set radio had a lot of really um really good music it's such an interesting mixture of like the kind of DJ culture, yeah. I would say, at the time. Um, and then also, so it's very, it's like, it's dated, this stuff. It sounds like the era that it's from. I'll yeah. say that. It's not timeless, but, but compare, in a good Compare way. that to Sonic Adventure, what you said last week, corporate rap and all that stuff. Like the Sonic yeah. Adventure music is oh, no, no. stupid and fun, but stupid. This is fun and good and just older. It's just older music. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would also say it's a little bit stupid too, but no. it's, it's, just, it's stupid in a much cooler way. Yes. It's, it's having not way more in fun. a corporate way. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just stupid in a kind of like loose wonderful way yeah um there's like a, a lot of cool kind of indie rock sounding stuff in it um there's a lot of stuff that reminds me a lot of uh the pillows mm-hmm. if you like the pillows uh japanese uh indie rock band famous for the fully coolie soundtrack yeah um there's a lot of stuff that sounds like that there's a lot of there was a remix of dragula by the mr rob zombie which was <laughs> you know a I mean, I didn't know about that song, and then I saw The Matrix, and uh-huh. that song's in The Matrix, and I was like, whoa, this song's pretty... And then it was also in Twisted Metal. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was a big song to be yeah, in this game. Right. And then it, well, they cut it out of the PC uh, remake, or the PC remaster, I should say, Yeah. Um, which was, well, I don't know, was kind of sad uh, to me. A uh, lot of really good uh, tunes. Uh, hard to describe music on a podcast format, but sure. I just got to say, really love this music a lot. And I want to tell a quick story about the music. Yeah. Um, so when I was a little boy, uh, there were there were two songs I liked a lot um, off the soundtrack uh, by this band called Guitar Vader. Um, they were kind of the more indie rock sounding uh, stuff. And it had a lot of really uh, just good kind of driving guitar that I that I really enjoyed as a as a young little boy i think i was like 13 or 14 mm-hmm. um when i was really into this and i wanted to purchase a cd of it uh and i could not figure out how to purchase a cd of this music not i wasn't trying to buy the soundtrack to jet set radio that right. would have been easy enough what i was trying to do was find out more about this band that i liked off the soundtrack called guitar vader well I get on the MySpaces because this is when MySpace exists. <laughs> and I looked up the band and I saw that the keyboardist was American. So I felt confident that I was like, I can message this guy. And I think this guy might help me out. Right. Uh, and all I messaged him was, hey, I'm just some kid that lives in Arkansas, the United States, Arkansas, which is a, <laughs> maybe you don't even know where that place is. Um, and I like this music and I want to purchase it. If you can just send me i wasn't trying to get anything for free i was just saying hey uh let me purchase this music and then that guy asked me for my address and i remember i had to ask my mom i was like mom is okay if i give my address to this to this guy on the internet and i think my mom said no and then i did it anyways i'm pretty sure (laughs) and she said like no just don't and i was like seems like i should seems like this might be cool if i do this um And then, like, I don't know, a while passes, like several months, maybe even a year passes, and 
the guy uh, actually i should look up who it is real quick steve actually hold lady steve lady so steve lady i just want to say if you're listening which you're not uh thanks so much because this guy steve sends me not just the cd that i wanted for free from japan he sends me a bunch of cds like of all this different japanese uh rock music that was i don't know it was just like random stuff yeah but it was amazing and i loved all of it and all of it sounded like exactly the type of thing i was shooting for and it was like i don't know this was like early internet times for me i mean myspace had just become a thing yeah and the idea that that maybe people were going to be really nice on the internet and just send each other stuff like i mean it cost him money to, to send me that. that to ship that from japan and also it was cool because it just you know i had all this like japanese writing on it and i was just some 14 year old you know dweeb right and it was it was a big deal to me yeah and it was really nice that Probably the that coolest thing that's ever Steve happened did. to you <laughs> it's not the coolest thing that ever happened know, to me but it was pretty cool. cool it was pretty cool matt <laughs> um and i i'm just i'm just glad that that happened and steve wherever you are i hope you're doing well uh and you did a real sweet thing to a real young boy and uh that that boy is now a a boy man who remembers that stuff okay so thank you steve thank you guitar vader what a sweet band yeah what a sweet what a sweet everything this and, and, and that's like the vibe of this game too man is this is all about gangs where you're like well they're kind of our rival gang but like we're, we're getting new people on our team there's like a joyfulness to this game and we haven't talked about this yet but the joyfulness of this game is also the thing that I don't think any video game in history has made me hate cops more than this video <laughs> game. <laughs> and I think that's really something that should be praised. I think it's a really beautiful aspect of this game, where it's just like, man, the way they bump into you and their dumb, stupid robotic fit, like the way they chase you and like they give these little like hup, 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 hup noises and it's they just feel so feckless and stupid and you're just like, yeah. man, fuck the police like that's all you can feel in this game and it's like raw and real and you're just like i'm just here trying to do my thing trying to do some tagging it's not even a big deal and y'all are going to come in here and ruin my day you're lame you're so dumb and lame yeah it, the, the game is pretty punk rock in that way um and in a way that i think works better than like grand theft auto yeah. because in grand theft auto the cops are like a difficulty that you have to deal with um, but you yourself are also uh, one of the bad boys. Right. You are uh, a one one of the bad men. Uh, whereas what the people you're playing as in Jet Set Radio, what they want to do is just some graffiti. And guess what? Graffiti is art. And it's pretty cool graffiti. Yeah. I don't know. It seems fine to me. Yeah. I mean, like, exactly. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to advocate for vandalism here. I'm just saying, like, I will vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying in Jet Set Radio. It seems pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe Shepard wants you just be chill and let some of this... Like, if yeah. all graffiti in the world was on the level of quality yeah. that the graffiti in Jet Set Radio is at... What a cool world. Then I don't care, man. You should be able to graffiti wherever you want if it's that good looking. Well, like, and, who and cares? And the environments that they've built out are so good at getting this vibe... Uh, to to get kind of artsy fartsy talk here, the vibe of so many of these like inner city things. Hunter, you you pointed out, and we realized that these uh, people went on to make the Yakuza series, uh, and and those cities yeah. feel relatively similar, which is like these tight corridors with like posters and advertisements up everywhere, and it's like, yeah. I don't know, hey, maybe those things are uh, just as messy and stupid as graffiti and graffiti is kind of cooler and more expressive than uh dumb ads everywhere in our cities yeah so just like graffiti is just cooler. like graffiti is an ad for nothing yeah so that sounds good maybe right. we should balance out all the ads with graffiti which is an ad for nothing right that seems fair to me if, if i have to be bombarded with ads wherever i go i should also be bombarded uh with good art yes basically um just to balance it out so yeah i think we've now turned it around and i actually don't think we're being silly or hyperbolic at all no this is just a good idea uh, <laughs> and how things should go also matt real quick uh -huh. last thing before uh -huh. we get into the before we get into the ranking did you mess with the 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 graffiti creator because you can make your own graffiti i know i did I, I pulled it up but uh, i just swapped out the preloaded and i was like oh man i could probably i'm not a very artistic person so i would not be able to make anything cool but i did look up online and people have made like some pretty wild graffiti i wish there was and may, maybe there is on i don't know if, if you can on pc but like if you could import other people's graffiti that'd be the coolest thing in the world uh, yeah I, I saw some gabe newell 
graffiti, uh, <laughs> things like that. That's pretty good. That's beautiful. <laughs> I would like that a lot. Uh, it would be, but although I feel like it could could become like a Counter Strike yeah. spray thing, sure. where it's just really lewd and just stupid dumb. in that bad internet way. Yeah. Um, but I messed with it for a little bit. I tried to make a good little piece of graffiti that just said Hun Bun on it, but yeah. it didn't end up coming out so good because it's hard to do art and <laughs> yeah. it's not my strong suit. Yeah. Yeah. If we could have our uh, like podcast artist son to to make us some graffiti, it's just oh like I'm just going to call him up and have him sit on that creator for for an hour or two so he can make all my graffiti for the game. Uh, and then Jet Set Radio would be my favorite video game of all time. Turns out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I really hope. Uh, what is it called? Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Yeah. I really hope that's a good game because I feel like the idea of uh, an excellent rollerblading yeah. game uh, with this kind of attitude and style, like we deserve yeah. to have a game like this. Like, and, and Jet Set Radio is a game that has lived on in my imagination since I played it. Yeah. Um, probably in a way that it doesn't even quite deserve yeah it's just that the the attitude of it is so magnetic that you kind of tend to not forget about it like you just want to you want to keep hanging out in that world mm -hmm. and uh with those characters and with that music so yeah i i'm really glad to see uh that the franchise might possibly be making a comeback um and i fully support this new game because they got the music yep. they got the right music yes um i hope the game itself is good but I'm very much in support and very much like what I've seen so far. Yeah. So, yeah. It is, is it time. time. Yeah. yeah. Let's rank this puppy, which I don't know. This might be one of the harder ones we've ever had to do for me uh -huh. uh, because I had some very genuine frustrations with it, but I don't know that that should, uh, should pull it off of anything for me. So let's, let's dive into it. Uh, I guess I'll go over the list super fast, like we always do. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Uh, number one, Celeste, Super Mario Brothers three, Halo Combat Evolved, Quake, Papers Please, Hyper Light Drifter, Crusader Kings three, Halo three, Mass Effect three, Mass Effect two, Outrun, Inscription, Metroid Dread, Donkey Kong Country three, Final Fantasy seven, Sonic the Hedgehog from nineteen ninety one, Mass Effect, Solar Ash, Halo two, War of the Monsters, and Sonic Adventure, rounding out number twenty one. So this is our yeah. 22nd game on the list. 22nd game. Where do we where do we want to start? I don't know, Matt. I think we got to quantify how much you disliked the controls. I know. I think that has to be given some sort well, of Well, I I'm really I'm really hesitant to let that um be like a nail in this game's coffin because even like this game does frustrate me, but I 100% get behind the idea that uh it can be better. And if anything like if if it is correct that on PC you can play with another thumbstick, literally ninety percent of my struggle with this game probably goes out the window. Like if if there is a better control available, and if you had just if you could have just I can't confirmed. believe I didn't even touch the other stick. <laughs> it did not even. I was blown away when you said you could use. Because I was just using the left trigger yep, like sure. you do, like yep. to set the camera straight. Because, I mean, I've been playing this game my whole life, yep. you know? Yeah. I know how it goes. Yeah. I didn't think that it got any better on the PC release. So, yeah, <laughs> really hilarious uh, to find that out. Um, so, the game, I'll, I'll, I'm not necessarily proposing a starting point. I'm just trying to make some connections yes, here. Of course. The game that I feel like this is most spiritually connected to is OutRun. Yeah. It's a Sega game. Right. It's a it's sort of a racing game. Sure. The music carries the experience. The art and the music is really important. Yeah. Um, and they're both games where I kind of love them wholeheartedly yeah. and you have issues on the control difficulty sure. side. Um, I think everything in jet in terms of cool factor and art factor, this is the number one game on this list. I mean, this Whoa. this is like the coolest, best looking game. Even above Hyperlight Drifter? Mmm. Okay, there's an argument there, but I, I yeah, I don't I, I don't know. For I'm, you, come on, your number one's got to be Hyperlight Drifter, and then number two maybe Jet Set Radio, but that might be true. That's probably a fair uh, uh, way to equate it, and 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 then of course Hyperlight Drifter, like the controls work for me. But so it honestly, I feel like we're finding a good spot because I do think it's cooler and more fun, even with the frustrations, than Outrun. Are are you comfortable okay. with it going above Outrun? I could I could I could have it go above uh, Outrun for sure, which so, is. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Jet Set Radio is better than Final Fantasy 7. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, man. someday just, someday I, we'll fix I just this. Gotta, I just gotta black out that I know. that square. I Halo just can't three, look at Final that Fantasy anymore. seven, Sonic Adventure. They they've all been mistakes, man. It's okay. We gotta. We have to <laughs> only forward. Only forward momentum okay. on this show. Okay. Uh, and um, listen, so, uh, man, listening to insert credit last week where they ranked a bunch of video game consoles. This is just this is when you rank things one at a time. That's what your list turns into is a bunch of nothing but mistakes. That's that's just the yeah. reality of doing it. This structure is <laughs> like yeah. you can't do it correctly. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Hey, maybe we'll have a house cleaning. Yeah. Uh, someday. someday. Maybe. Uh, Let's so uh, to me, this feels like it's going to fall between Hyperlight Drifter and Outrun. I, I don't know that it goes like into that Hyperlight Drifter papers, please quake territory at all. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, definitely. I don't think that like uh, Master Chief is at the, that has the little thing, the, yeah. the, the red carpet, like, what do you call that? The little <laughs> yeah, the, gate thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And he's not even touching it. He's like, he's got it. His arms are folded right now. He's like, no, 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 you're not, you're not getting up here. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree. I agree. Uh, it has too many problems. Um, so above, above outrun, the mass effects are tricky, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how to quantify that. Mass effects, massive, big yeah. games. They talk feel about a lot of stuff. better. Uh, they, they feel way better, oh, wait, but, uh, I just they're the pro logic. cop sentiments. Yep. So much <laughs> so lamer like, in, in mass, in the mass effect games, you play as a space cop essentially. <laughs> and I think we would rather endorse just that radio's yeah. attitude about cops and that they maybe kind of overreact a little bit. Uh, I almost think sorry, puts sorry it above Halo three. I sorry mean, if uh we're getting a little too political for you but you should yeah. know who we are cops um, suck come on <laughs> let's go we're from the south man cops are lame <laughs> ramp you gotta ramp your cool hemmed out car over the cops that's hunter and i style right because we're yeah. from the south yes <laughs> okay so jet set radio uh does a sweet rollerblading <laughs> trick over both mass effect games for space uh-oh, cops oh i'm seeing something else here yeah. halo 3 yeah kind of pro-military yep i, think I it... mean i don't know are we more punk rock or are we more <laughs> is this all that this is going to come down to is is the pro cop sentiments of each of these games well and that's i'm the just only saying so so here's the thing here so and maybe maybe we should uh let's get a little meta with it a little sure. strategic with it if it's better that so I actually think that, I mean, I've mentioned several times, I think Halo 3 is too high anyways. I think it's a mistake for it to be as high as it is. It is. Uh, so if it is going past Mass Effect 2 and 3... It should go past Mass- Halo 3. It should go past yeah. Halo well, 3. And, and to, to rate it on some other things, just to like justify this, in terms of frustration, like I put the Jet Set Radio is up there on my frustration. That's probably not fair if we're talking about the multiplayer experience of Halo. I've legitimately broken controllers over That's true. each entry in the Halo series. So That's true. Uh, the frustration ranking was probably wrong. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I have I have laugh out loud, giggle time fun with Halo Three, but um, Jet Set Radio is something I think about when I'm not playing Jet Set Radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I grab that sound. Like I just listen to Jet Set Radio, and I I've I have been thinking about Jet Set Radio since the year 2000. Okay. Okay. That's it's crazy how high it's getting. It doesn't I'm make surprised. any sense. We're gonna regret this too, and I don't care. I'm not. No, yeah. no. <laughs> okay, good. I th- good. Here's the thing: is Jet Set Radio is the type of game. Like, I'll call out Halo Three, uh, Final Fantasy Seven, games like that all day. Yeah. As being like either too high or too low for my taste, but you're sure. never gonna. We could put Jet Set Radio number one, and, and I would just be fine. proud of us for yeah. taking a stand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd just right. be proud of us not wasting people's time yeah. and saying, hey, you know what? Jet Set Radio is the best game of all time. Yeah. Deal with it, punk. So I, I do think the real combat happens here between Crusader Kings 3 because uh, for me, Jet Set Radio will not go higher than Hyper Light Drifter. It just won't, yeah. um, realistically. Um, and so you. it's whether it goes above or below Crusader Kings 3. So this will be kind of... This is an interesting... Uh, little thing. I mean, Crusader Kings 3 frustrates me in very different ways. Not frustrates, because that's not even fair, but like I've never wrapped my head around uh, Crusader Kings 3. So these are both games that I didn't like truly tune into the mechanics of, but you very much have. So I don't know, Hunter, this is something <gasps> oh, for no. you to kind of weigh. Well, so I I forgot that we really liked how it was Crusader Kings 3, Halo 3, oh, and we're going to break Spectre the trilogy. 3. Or we don't, and, or and, we decide Chris- this goes above it. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't want it to go above it, though. I like Crusader <laughs> Kings 3 more. <laughs> Crusader Kings 3 is funny, and it also kind of has a, a screw the powers that be sure. attitude. It is, oh, it is a punk rock grand strategy game yeah. in how it mercilessly makes fun of an era 
uh, of our history where we let foolish idiots yeah, dumb tell tyrants. us what to do, yeah, basically. Sure. Good thing everything has changed, right? Okay, so... Um... <laughs> Everything's different now, of course. Yeah, I I don't think it can go above Crusader Kings no. 3, and I think I gotta make... I gotta break up the threedom. And the, I think the, that's okay. The three's company. Yeah. The three, the three amigos. The three um, amigos has been now, destroyed by Jet Set Radio. Right, right. Threes are very important on this show. Mm -hmm. We have we have four threes we have right five now. Threes. We have five threes. Super What's Mario Brothers three, Crusader yeah. Kings three, Mass Effect Halo three. Oh wow. Halo yeah. three, Donkey Kong Country three. Yeah, we got five threes. Uh, five and threes. Crusader Kings three, we've been saying is the threeest game of all time, but it's not even because Super it's Mario just... Brothers three is the highest game on the list. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and someday Super Mario Brothers 3 will be number three, and then it will be the threeest game of all time. <laughs> and maybe it'll hold that for a long time. Yeah, Anyways, probably. Jet Set Radio comes down at number eight. Um, if you think that's too high, then you just don't get the style, baby. Yeah. We're, we're ranking this one on style, not on substance. Yep. Okay. And the style is so good, yes. it can beat these hardcore games it just beat. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know, give, give, give sega some props for yeah. like going out in style their their whole brand was on fire uh they were loot they were they didn't even put the sega saturn came and went they couldn't even get a sonic game on the dang thing yeah they were in trouble and in their you know in their their hour of need they instead of just like you know, trying, you know, bringing a Panzer Dragoon game to the yep. Sega Dreamcast, which they probably should have done that, actually. But um, instead of doing that, they were just like, let's start something new and fresh and experimental. And I respect that. Yeah. They were in a tough place and they were still trying new stuff. And that's why Sega spiritually is, is the, the greatest video game company of all time. Right. Nintendo, they always just wanted to make good, cool stuff. That's all they yeah. ever wanted to do for yeah. you. Yeah. They, they, they're, they are the real video games. Nintendo is a dead corporate, you know, <laughs> shell that makes some good stuff. They're I mean, afraid of money, even though they make so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Is this the highest ranking Sega game? I think it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that's I'm, I'm, you know what freaks me out is the idea that someday we'll play Jet Set Radio Future and we'll play Bomb Rush Cyberfunk and like ostensibly those games are all of the style of this and then better in all the other ways. So I'm a bit nervous of how how hardcore of a rollerblading podcast this is about to become. Sounds good to me. Sounds good um, to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 not planning on we're not planning on, you know, covering those other two like anytime soon. So we'll just see whenever that yeah, comes up. For sure. Um and then also, you know, if it gets in before we do the house cleaning, maybe we'll maybe right. we will uh, right. kind of fix the logic a little bit. Because I would say that it's likely that Jet Set Radio Future is a better game. God, I wish they didn't have that yellow filter. Mm -hmm. Pull it up if you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. But pull do up a, side a little by JPEG. Side. It's yeah, weird. do a side by side. It's very strange. Um, it looks like it is probably uh, for sure a hundred percent Matt. And I just want to give this to you because I feel like maybe it can be. The way I talk about it makes it a little ambiguous. I think for sure it's probably the better game. Yeah. I just wish it didn't look like that. For sure. I just wish. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, and because we've really uh, ranked this on style, I don't know. It's crazy that Jet Set Radio is so high, but I love it. I, 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 I this, this is a weird call that I love a lot um, because I love this game. It's especially weird considering Solar Ash hit so low and honestly, like, is mechanically better than Jet Set Radio. But like, the goofy style it went for wasn't as cool as Jet Set Radio, and apparently that counts for a lot. If Ma if Solar Ash hadn't been so self-serious and had been goofier, that yep. thing probably would have soared really high despite its mechanical uh, failings for us. I agree. Um, I think when you're, when you're so good at one thing, you can perform well on the list. And yep. this is like S-tier style, and that's why right. uh, it's so high. Um, and also, like, I just like giving, I like, I like ranking things that are, like, weird and kind of singular in their yeah. originality uh, really high. Well, man, versus what is like, this, this, this especially speaks to having a focus and a specific thing your game is doing is so much better than, like, the, the modern triple quadruple a games we have today where it's like hey you have to have a little bit of every single conceivable thing inside yep. your video game yep. to where it bloats it into nothingness whereas like jesse radio four and a half hour long video game with some problems 
love it more than almost every open world game that exists. Yep. I mean, even, like, you kind of made your critique more about, like, AAA stuff, but even, like, this happens to indies, too, because, honestly, yeah. that was kind of the issue I had with Solar Ash. Yeah. If Solar Ash had just decided it wanted to be about one thing and right. do that thing really well, I think I would have enjoyed my time with it a lot more, because, remember, with that game, towards the end, it really started clicking for me. Yes. But the game was almost over by the time it started clicking. I don't know. Like, it... That that actually I think works perfectly as a why did Jet Set Radio do so much better than Solar Ash and it's just because Jet Set Radio only had like a thing it yeah. wanted to do had a, had a very know? clear identity. Uh, well, okay, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, uh, send us an email at oldgamersalmanac at gmail .com. If you're a cop, uh, you know you can go ahead and send that email <laughs> to the trash can, my friend. We're not in a fan of you. <laughs> And uh, give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those places so we can kind of boost the visibility of the show and get more people to care about our stupid list. Yeah, people need to care about our stupid list. These are legit opinions from opinion experts. <laughs> um, we are opinion Oh, yeah, we are, yeah. We are experts. Yeah. I've played a lot of games. Matt's played a couple. It's, it's a big a couple. It's, it's a big one. We've yeah. got a lot of experience Matt, you're going to have played so many games in like a year. I know. And I'm going to be really proud. I will literally, I, that's what I was thinking about yesterday. I'll have played 50 games, a game a week, minus two. We have sort of weird plans, whatever. But like 50 games a year is more than I've probably played in a decade, realistically. Wow. So that's crazy. That's something. Uh, that is, that's nuts. Yeah. Hey, what do we have on the horizon? Uh, because we kind of keep changing our schedule quite a bit, but just to sort of give an idea of what we're hoping to play coming up, uh, first up is Forza Horizon 5, if you want to play along. Um, we're, we're, we're doing that next week, and then we're going to go back to the SNES for some Killer Instinct, and then we're thinking about playing Katamari Damacy for the PlayStation 2. Uh, all of those things are subject to change, but if you want to kind of re-dig into some classic games, that would be what to put on your radar. And especially uh, if you are playing the prediction ranking game on our Discord and want to rank or want to guess our rankings and keep score of how well you're doing, those are some of the games uh, coming up in the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super, really love the prediction league. Get out there and... Uh, predict i actually i forgot that the episodes are staggered as far as release and oh, i was yeah. like looks like this website hasn't been updated nah. but of course it can't be because they don't have those those episodes yet. yeah so <laughs> i just uh, i'm an idiot uh if you're wondering if i'm an idiot or not i am uh in fact oh, they read idiot. the list they know they know that they yeah. know what both of us are <laughs> i don't know i'm starting to like i'll say this i'm starting to like our top 10 yeah yeah it's yeah the rest of it that i think is a little bit i mean the fact that halo 3 and mass effect 3 are in the top 10 just kind of sucks to me right now but listen sure. to just this top 10 celeste yeah super mario brothers 3 mm. halo combat evolved cool. quake papers please hyperlight drifter crusader <laughs> kings 3 jet set radio Halo 3, Mass Effect 3. There's only a little bit of cleanup in there. Before you were I'm more like, mad at Hyperlight Drifter than you were at Halo 3 in that reading. Well, it's because I I, I, I had already, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, it still needs a little bit. The sure. top five is pretty good. Pretty good top hey, five. Oh. If we made this huge style argument for Jet Set Radio, I'm going to lean on that style argument for Hyperlight Drifter for the rest of my life then. Hyperlight Drifter, you've gotten it where you've gotten it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. already, the, it's, it's, it's what's done is done, you know, unless yeah. we change it. Oh my God. I'm just realizing that whenever we get to our big house cleaning episode, we're going to have to relitigate so many things. Oh man. Uh, it's going to be a mess. We're going to need EJ. We're going to need a third party. No, to we be, need, I, uh, here's my firm. Okay, here's why people need to share the show and people need to get it out there. It's my firm desire for our house cleaning episode that we want to do. And I don't oh know that God. we're teasing when we're doing that, but we want to do a house cleaning episode. I want like a special, special guest. Like I want, that's what I want is I want someone better and cooler than Hunter and I to get a finger on the pulse of this thing no. and sort of steer us in directions. And, and like that's that. our reset period. Every every so often, if someone else comes in and goes, y'all are crazy, let's kind of lean it this direction. But then it's always a different person. So the list is ever, uh, is, is an amoeba of changing shapes. Nope. If you're not us, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> and we're right. And you better remember that, okay? So just even if we di we disagree with each other because sure. we're the only ones allowed to disagree yeah. with the list. 
Okay. I don't know. I feel like if I can get Frank Cifaldi on this show, we'll we'll let him do whatever he wants to our list. Nope. Nope. I won't <laughs> accept it. I won't accept it. I want to have some big pants kind of thinking there, the sheriff of this town, walking in here, telling us what's what, correcting our uh, very normie list yeah. is my big complaint about it. It's normie sure. as heck. Hey, okay? you have the power over that. I don't I don't know the non-normie game, so you just got to show me the light. Show show me my way out of the normie tunnel, Hunter. Yeah, well, we're trying. It's a long it's going to be a long project, okay? We're going to get yep. you there. Eventually, yep. Matt, you're going to be slick as heck with yep. all your weird, you know, Sparkster references. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. Stop.